Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 60 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. I am Jacob Maracle. And, uh... Hi, Jacob. Hey, what's going on? I'm, I'm busy I, getting down to that tune of ours. I had a thought I was going to share with you, and literally as I opened my mouth, it was gone. Really? Yes. Oh, well, I guess it wasn't that important then. I hope it wasn't like your My ass- mom always says when you forget something like that, she'd be like, oh, it must have been a lie. But I don't think it was. Why, like, I don't why are think, you lying to me, Michelle? I don't think I was going to. But um, okay, so we are in a new month. We are. So it is, it is maybe March. it will stop snowing. Uh, Do yeah. you think? It's Buffalo. It's probably not true. It never stops snowing here. But now I'm sad. Why? Because it's always snowing? Yeah, like I, I I have my limit. I don't complain. November, December, January, February. I'm, I'm silent. I'll be like, yo, it's chilly. But now I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel aggressive towards the earth. Starting to get a little mad? I'm starting to get a little mad. Yeah, it's understandable. It's getting a little old at this point. I shouldn't be walking around in snow anymore. I'm over that whole thing. The, the mystique of it is gone. <laughs> there was a mystique to it? Cool. Yeah, you just like look out the that. window and be like, it's so pretty. Now I'm just like sitting out there plotting how to punch snow <laughs> in the face. We're going to plot together. So we just uh, wrapped up Black History Month, and now we are entering Women's History Month. So... A yeah. couple months for a couple groups of people that have been overlooked throughout time. Yes. Just keeping it going. Knocking them out back to back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's how we, we like to do it. But we were talking about since um, Black History Month is ending, Women's History Month is beginning, it would be a really good time to talk about some um, black women in film and uh, in print. I can't figure out how we managed to put those two together. It it we, was it was tough. It was a real jigsaw puzzle that we put together there. Yeah, it's like, well, this might work. It it's might. It's crazy, but let's give it a shot. I mean, it's really interesting because it's changed a lot over time. Um, maybe not as much as some people would like, but it's definitely going in the right direction. So typically, um, in kind of the beginning of films and For many decades after, African-American women were historically and traditionally depicted um, in films as maids and servants. You saw a lot of that with famous actresses like uh, Hattie McDaniel and Louise Beavers. Or they played kind of the sultry siren sort of thing, which was like Lena Horne and Teresa Harris, Dorothy Dandridge. Those kind of go on and on. So they didn't really have a a broad spectrum of characters that they could play. That's pretty pretty narrow there it's like this is what you're gonna do this is what we need is all we're writing so you this is what you have to do one way or the other yeah so. and i say like hollywood still definitely has a lot of work to do in respect to representation of women in film especially um african-american women um or pretty much any women of color in general but 2018 was definitely a game changer for marvel studios with black panther oh you better believe it. so that was huge i mean that made over 700 million domestically that is the highest grossing domestic movie there it's even more it made more in the u.s even than avengers did this year which is a uh, crazy thought it was the second highest third second or third highest grossing movie of the year well, well it finally like it proves um, that audiences are hungry to see themselves reflected in big budget studio films. And I think that's not going to be a problem at all. Like That's going to be a big theme. Yeah, forward. I mean, 2019 looks good. There are um, 18 theatrical releases coming out this year featuring leading black women. Really? Yep. Eight, wow. eight came out of Sundance. So I like to think this is the new path is finally being forged for women of color. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a sea change from where it's gone. And it's a... Uh, one of the things, and then when you think about some of the top actresses out there, like a lot of them are ho- um, 
African-American young women, like some of the top actresses out. Exactly. So that's kind of what we want to talk about today is some of the people that maybe not, I don't want to say up and coming, but like this, the last few years has been their moment in the sun. And we're hoping that it continues that way because we've seen some really great performances. And then we have some authors who have, you know, some actor authors as well, just to kind of oh spoiler tease, alert, tease some stuff out there. <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, all right, so let's start with some actresses and then some performances that we think you should check out. So the first one I want to start with because I think she's been in the press the most, and this just took place is Regina King. Right. One of the more unappreciated actresses in the industry because every time I see her do something, I think she's fantastic. Um, she just won the Best Supporting Actress um, for uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. So she won the Oscar for that just past, what was that last weekend? Yeah, it was last week. I can't even keep God, it straight. time, man, time. I know, right? It's a flat circle, isn't it? Um, so that was set, the movie itself is set in Harlem in the 70s. It's about these two young kids, Tish and Phony, and they pledged to get married but then Phony is falsely accused of a terrible crime and he's imprisoned. And then the family's kind of set out to clear his name and they face a really uncertain future. Um, it's really affecting. I really wish I would have seen it. It's kind of missed it. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't go if you're looking for an upper. Well, I didn't Because it that. is full of despair. <laughs> like, very, it's, it's really The title tough. is horrifying enough. If Beale Street could talk, I would be, I would lose my mind if I went somewhere and a street started talking. Oh, God, you are the worst. Yeah, I do not know what it's about. Well, I mean, I should say didn't know until you succinctly explained it to there me. There you like go. That. Now you're, now you're going to see it. So I wanted to play a little clip from it because her performance is really powerful. And in this, they she just told Sofani, who's in jail. Okay. Um, I mean, he just went to jail. But they're letting his mother know um, that Tish is pregnant and that they're going to, you know, have this baby. And his mother kind of can't take it because she can't even handle that he's in jail for this crime that he didn't commit. Um, and she's being kind of terrible, so okay. there's a little setup for the scene. That child is coming. It's your grandchild. I don't understand you. It's your grandchild. What difference does it make how he gets here? The child ain't got nothing to do with that. Ain't none of us got nothing to do with that. So yeah, she's just really good. Yeah. Um, she also she was on that show on Netflix called Seven Seconds. I don't know if you saw that, but it, uh, she uh, won an Emmy in the 2018. No, I didn't. For I, lead actress in a limited series. No, I I vaguely remember that show. But My I don't sister really, really pushed me to watch it, but then it had one season and they canceled it. Did they really? See, I what? mean, I know. Man, that's weird. Netflix canceling something. That is a rarity. I know. They're crazy with that lately. What else? Oh, she was in American Crime. She's in The Leftovers. We both love that show. Yeah, that's a good show. She's great in that. She was in a show called Southland. So I think she's definitely making big leaps um, from TV to film. But well, she's, a, she's an Academy Award winner now. So She's, she's an Academy Award winner, but she does have another show coming out. She's in the new Watchmen series. Oh, really? Yes, which I'm hoping is going to be awesome. Hope, fingers crossed. It looks like it's cool. Yeah. From the trailer, so. So, Regina King, you heard it here first. <laughs> She's an Oscar winner. I'm going to try to say that we discovered her. Yeah. So, we did. It was, it was our idea <laughs> here at the Loud. We're here at um, All Booked Up. Like, it was our idea. Yep. All right. Who else do you uh, think? All right. Well, I got to lead with my 
my favorite. I know who it's uh, gonna yeah. be. I got to start with my favorite Tessa Thompson. You knew she was gonna be. She's my she's great. Oh, just fabulous. This is like this is her her time for sure. Oh, I mean, she's just all over the place. Anytime you look around, she is just gonna be in a music video or in a a TV show or a movie. Just mm-hmm. oh, just so great. So I looked her up and. Uh, Apparently, she debuted on Cold Case. You remember that show back in the day? I liked that show, yeah. That was before uh, when TNT needed a show before Bones was invented. They oh, used okay. Cold Case. Um, but she made her big break on Veronica Mars, mm-hmm. which is a show people should go back and watch. Like, then they forget how adorable that show is. I've never seen it. Really? It's yeah. not bad. I'm you sure know. it's fine. As long as you like Kristen Bell, it'll be fine. Um, she made her movie debut in the underrated remake of When a Stranger Calls with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which is basically like, my two favorite actresses right oh, there. okay. Let's put them together in a movie. Go check that one out. You're happy. Yeah, but she also made her, and here's where you probably should start, is uh, she made her debut in the Sundance hit uh, Dear White People. Yes, that's so, great. Yeah, that was like her big, people started really paying attention to her as possible leading lady. What's funny in that show, so she is the lead character who hosts like this Dear White People show, just kind of explaining black culture and like the many faux pas that people make. But they have made that movie into a TV show mm-hmm. on Netflix, and she just guest starred on it, but as like the opposite human being. Like really? a super terrible person. So I'm like, oh, she must. And like she, her big scene is with the character that she had played in the TV show. Like they're kind of enemies. So yeah, I was like, oh, I, she must have really just gotten a kick out of that. See, I know. I like that. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's great. They do stuff <laughs> yeah. like that in movies. It's like, yeah, we get to see another take on it. It's got to be fun for the actor, too. Yeah. Okay. So um, and then she's made the move to like bigger fare. Like now she's one of the actresses in huge movies. She was in Selma. Uh, she has mm-hmm. been the leading um the lead in both Creed movies, Creed 1 and 2. You love those Creed movies. I like the first one more than the second one, but okay. they're both pretty darn good, I'll tell you that. Um, All right, one of our favorite movies. Oh, our best picture of the year last year. Yep. She was in Annihilation. Oh, she was great in She that. was great. I mean, the whole film was great, but she was really well cast. Oh, yeah. I did not expected it of her. Didn't even know it was her until like the end credits, and I was yeah. like, oh, wow. That's, that's how you do it right there. And then, of course... Her big money contract ones. Uh, she started Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok, and she is returning for Avengers Endgame later this year. So she's got another big payday coming there. Well, she's got a big payday coming with Westworld. Yes, indeed. Another one that she's Charlotte Hale on Westworld. Another so. season of me banging my head against the wall, being like, what? And a new. Fr- she's also the lead with uh, Chris Hemsworth in the new Men in Black movies that are going to yes, coming out. Yes, crazy. That is huge. Yeah, so. That Jeez. actually looked okay. It did. It I'm looked like, a lot. Oh, we're looked, still doing that. Yeah, I didn't really like like the last couple of Men in Black movies, but this one actually looks like it's going to be pretty good. Do you know what else she was in that maybe you didn't see? Um, which was a weirdo movie, a super quirky comedy by Boots Riley. That sorry to bother you. I didn't see that. I saw it on the list, but I'm like, I didn't see it, so I don't want to push it. It is. It's definitely, definitely worth seeing. It is weird. Oh, I, I do like weird, her, but her character is also totally bananas. So I think you'll you'll get a kick That's out a of it. That's a good combination. Yes, totally all weird those things are good. Yes, all of that. So yeah, no, great choice. Well, Love thank her. you. Look at you. I like when you like my choices. It's just I feel pride. I can't help. It. I'm just proud of you. There was a time where I was just some f- silly kid <laughs> just, on the streets. I'm gonna ruffle your hair in a little bit Aww. so that you know you did a good job. Yeah. Um, Adorable. Okay, so next actress again, someone who was in Black Panther, um, having a, a Killer few years, but Lupita Nyong'o. 
Oh, okay. Love her. Also, she's coming out this year. She had some Sundance um, hits already with the film Little Monsters, and then the highly anticipated by some people, not me because I'm super scared already, but the Jordan Peele film Us. Oh, that's going to be a huge movie. It right looks there. so upsetting to me in every way. Well, it's a Jordan Peele movie, so you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be creepy as heck. And she's just such a good actress that I don't think it matters the role. She's no. going to she's going to act the heck out of it. Um so I think it was 2013 was her film debut, which is crazy for such an intense role, but she played the brutalized slave Patsy in um Steve McQueen's ten, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, and that is a way to make an impression right off the bat right there. <sighs> yeah. Won an Oscar for that one, I believe. Yes, she won best supporting role for that. Um, and then, so when she did that, she became the first Kenyan to win an Oscar. Oh. Um, and then the first African actress to win, okay, yeah, so to win in a supporting role. And then the first Mexican-born actress to win an Oscar. She's actually born. Wait, what? Yeah. She's in Mexico, really? Yeah, she's like African and Mexican. Oh, well, there's a combination you don't hear about very often. Look at that, right? I read this little tidbit about her that was cute. So she attributes her career choice to how am I supposed to say his name? Rafe Fiennes. Right, there you go. I hate you it. it. I you hate it so it. much. But she was a production assistant on The Constant Gardener in 2005 when they were shooting in Nairobi in Kenya. That's a very misleading title, by the way, because that movie does not is not about gardening at all. Mm. If you go and try to watch it for that, you'd be like, where is all my botany here? I have to learn how to edit you out better. But so when she saw him acting, and I mean, he's fantastic, and she wanted to do it, so she asked him for advice, and he had told her, like, it's really tough. He's like, but if this is what you want to pursue you simply have to persevere and then eight years later uh, he was attending a screening of 12 years a slave and Lupita was there and she approached him and she was asking if he remembered her and he's like oh I totally did and he was kind of asking her like well how are things going because he had no idea that what he had just watched that she was Patsy and he was kind of talking about how like powerful the film was and how that character really blew him away and then she's like that's me. <laughs> so like, it worked out. Like, way to pay attention there, Rafe. <laughs> I mean, she looked different. She definitely She's like does. stunningly beautiful in life. And I mean, she looked like a tiny little beat down thing in that movie. So I'm not surprised he didn't recognize no, her. No, I'm, I'm not either. Like, it's just a weird, it's just so weird when you see like actors that are able to transform themselves. I'm yeah. always a fan of that. And stuff Especially without not, not tons of makeup, even better performance. Like, you just did it with your acting. Yeah. And just... Such an underrated, like, I don't even know if she still gets the credit that she deserves. Like, no, I mean, and then I think she's definitely more noticed from having the one of the lead roles in Black Panther. So I think big I mean, year that, for her 2019, and it's just going to keep going up and up. Yeah, there's this difference. Like, if you look at her in Black Panther and 12 Years a Slave, there's a perfect example of, like, just by confidence and how you exude it and all that, you, yeah. you can look like a completely different person. So, Yeah, but oh. for real. She's so beautiful. Yeah. Also, just Google her. If you don't want to watch the movies, just look at her face and you'll just feel happy. Yeah, that's what I do a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm just oh, like, I don't want to watch this movie, so we'll see. No, no, see, but you sound like a creep. I can say it. You just sound creepy. Hey, I'm just doing it for Idris Elba movies. That's what I'm doing it for. Same. I, I didn't say which actor My or actress friend. it was. My friend. All right. Who, who else? All right. So next, I'm going to go with, um, we mentioned how a lot more African-American ladies' movies um, are being made and how they're making more money than ever. Yep. Well, we kind of forget that we already have one who's in the biggest movie of all time, it's Zoe Saldana. Oh, yeah, who, I love her. Because everybody forgets the movie, she was the lead role in Avatar. So she is in the movie 
That is the biggest movie of all time, and I, she's going to be I stuck like in to forget Avatar. I'll be honest with you. Don't worry, everybody in the world has already forgotten. <laughs> I don't. About I it. don't enjoy that movie. Um, but yeah, so Zoe Saldana, one of the biggest, like, kind of a genre actress. Actually, she's mm-hmm. one of the ones that doesn't really go into the serious realm that much. She kind of hangs out in more like science fictiony fair or action. Yeah, what's that big movie she was in? What's the big series? Avatar. No. She's in. She's in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's as well. what I meant. Yeah, she plays Gamora in the MCU. So she's been in like the Avengers movies. Uh, she's gonna be in well, MCU, maybe Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh God! Get, get it with needs, the prevalence oh, of the times. Come on, ugh. You're. I don't know what. You, you got to get done with this terminology. I, just I can't, can't wait. I can't wait till I talk you into doing an episode on. I can't those. wait till I just start saying letters for things, and then you, you should have to figure out. It's what so it is. much easier. Just keep talking about her. So yeah. She started as uh, Gamora in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and in the latest Avengers movie. Um, she also was uh, Uhura in the Star Trek movies, kind of a thing, that another series that people forgot about. Oh, Lupita was also in Star Wars. I mean... Was she really? Who yeah, was she? she was that tiny, weird little lady creature that ended up giving Rey the, uh, Luke's lightsaber. Oh, my God. That yeah, is... that she voiced that little thing. <laughs> no, no, you just confused Star Trek and Star Wars. Oh, did you say Star Trek? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, boy. I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't listening to you. Totally. I can already hear <laughs> people at the door with the pitchforks, <laughs> like, banging on the door. I'm just, I'm just going to go. Yeah, oh, I'm boy. Gonna, I apologize. Uh, I heard Star, and my mind did the rest. Our Twitter is already <laughs> blowing up. <laughs> All right. Since we're doing another super live episode for everybody. Oh, well, here we go. She did debut on Law & Order back in 1999, which... When I look, she's been around 20 years. Another thing that was, like, shocking to me. Like, some of these actors, like, how long they've been around. Like, 20 years ago, which is when she debuted. I feel like she just kind of popped up. Yeah, I mean, I think that happens. They're just kind of around, and then they are in the spotlight. uh, Going through the IMDb again, they had, like, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I forgot she was in that for, like, a couple of scenes. I say Caribbean. I don't don't approve of Caribbean. Caribbean? Pirates of the Caribbean. All right, I accept yours. Your sounds better. <laughs> if on that I one. say Rafe, you say Caribbean. Caribbean. <laughs> We're going to the Caribbean yeah. with Rafe Fines. Yes. It's a, a fun that's statement. That's fine. Okay. And then uh, she, you know, she was also in Out of the Furnace, which I guess is an attempted a dramatic movie with uh, Christian Bale. Remember oh, that I movie? didn't hate that movie. No, I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. I actually, actually, maybe I did hate it. I don't really remember. I think it was fine. Yeah, it, was <laughs> I think fine. it was fine. Go check it out and let us know <laughs> here. Let us know at our Twitter account yeah, she's at All Booked Up Pod what you thought of all of these movies and picks. See, that's how you do a plug right there, Michelle. I I didn't see it coming. It was so seamless. That's hey. I wouldn't have known if you didn't then talk about what you did. <laughs> um, okay, so next one, um, I think people are big fans of her, but Octavia Spencer, Octavia. probably best known for The Help, where she won Best Supporting Actress in 2011. Um, Oh, and then in 2017, she became the first black actress to be nominated for an Academy Award after already having won one. Really? Where she was nominated. Um, I guess that's true. Yeah, that that tracks. For Hidden Figures, and then to be nominated again because she was nominated for Shape of Water. Yeah. So she has the lead on this. She seems like she gets nominated a lot, too. Like It, it seems like every time I turn around, it's like Octavia Spencer up for something. Yeah, I mean, she's great. I really, I mean, Hidden Figures is wonderful. She did those movies uh, Gifted and The Shack, which I have not seen. No, I haven't. I felt like those weren't really, those were my cup of tea, but. Well, you know, not everything, you know. 
Exactly. You can't love every film. But have you seen the trailer for her new movie coming out? What? No, I haven't. What's a new movie? Holy cow. It's called Ma. 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 No, dude. What we're going to watch it after. It looks horrifying. Ooh. It looks like something Jordan Peele could have done. All right. Yes. I so, always like when we start talking about doing horrifying stuff. It looks like um, it kind of starts off in the trailer that some kids are outside like a 7-Eleven and they see her and they're like, hey, lady, we buy some booze. And she's like, no. And they're like, please. And she's like, ugh. Like, fine. She buys some booze. And then she's like, I actually like have a place you can party. Like, I have like a basement. So they do, and then they start having friends over and partying in this basement with Ma, and then mm. it gets a little twisted. I kind of like the setup. Yeah, I like where no, this could good go. Setup. So, um, yeah, she she's really great. I feel like she's attached a lot to Viola Davis, who's uh, yeah. also a big deal because they're buds. But I didn't want to talk about Viola Davis because, A, everybody knows her, B, she's in everything, and C, I do not like her. No, I don't think she's very good at all. I, I think do she's not gonna, think she is a good actress. I think so she overacts too much. She, like, every time I see her in something, I'll be like, oh, here here she goes. Viola's beginning acting. And she'll be like, I can't believe the tears and the snot on the face and everything is, like, just, just shaking. I don't know. I'm like, really? Some actors do have tells when you can see that they're about to start acting. Denzel has it when he, like, throws something down on a table. You're like, That's uh-oh, it's true. warmed up. But I like, mean, a lot yeah, of people do, but she definitely, especially when she has to show, like, sadness. Oh, it's, oh, we're going to be the waterworks. Like, Did no, you see that mind. movie Widows? No, but I wanted to see it. Don't. I just watched it. I mean, people love it, so I think I'm in the minority, but Andrew and I were like, this movie is poop. That's hmm. what we thought. All right. That's so good let to me know, know going into it. It's like one of those movies where she's like, I'm a lowly housewife teacher, and then one scene later, you know. She's shooting guns. Beating people to death with hammers. Stuff like that, where you're like, really? It's that easy? That's a heck of a leap you made there. a heck of a leap. But um, her BFF, Octavia, I'm all about, so check out her stuff. A lot of these actresses, I feel like, pop up a lot. I feel like a lot of ours are connected as well. Sure. Um, So next, I'm going to go with uh, Tiffany Haddish. Go with a comedic actress here. She is funny. She has been around for a little bit. You know, she showed up in like 2005 in bit roles and TV and movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Comedian and such. But lately, ever since she wrote her 2017 memoir, The Last Black Unicorn, which you can pick up here at the Buffalo Library, uh, I feel like she's been more of an upswing. Like, she's been in a lot of stuff. Um, I feel like then. that came out right at the same time as Girls Trip, right? So that yeah. was, like, big, Gr- big Girls for Trip her. was big. Uh, she had been Keanu the uh, year before. She was the romantic lead in that one. Um, I didn't see that. You didn't see Keanu? I want to. I know. Oh There's a kitten. God. I know. It's, I will. I will. So great. <laughs> so great. That little cat. He's the most adorable cat ever. Um, then she also had Girls Trip. Uh, this year she also had uh, wrote What Men Want, the remake of the Mel Gibson classic. Yeah, I'm actually going to talk about that on, next. Out in theaters? Oh, see, look at that. Teaser, everybody. <laughs> Something to look forward to. And uh, so, yeah, she. and then I watched this other movie. She just did Uncle Drew. Do you never hear of this one? I heard of it. I mean, I've seen the cover it of it. It was so dumb, but I, it, I was laughing dumb. a lot more than I thought I would while I was watching it. So if you ever want to see a movie based on a Nike commercial, come to life. That is what it is? Yeah. Is this like when they tried to make a TV Nike. show out of the caveman from Geico? It's exactly what it is, actually. <laughs> oh, it's, either, no. it, it's either like Pepsi or Nike. I forget which one it was. But it was just a series of commercials with, uh, I think it's, oh, my God, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, not Kawhi Leonard. It's one I don't of, know. The guy who played with LeBron that LeBron didn't like. I don't watch basketball, so I'm not sure which one. But they put him in old man makeup and have him embarrass people at schoolyards. And they made a movie about it. Sounds like a Johnny Knoxville thing. Okay. But, but I looked up her story, and apparently she became the caregiver for her family at 12 
when her father cut the brakes to her mother's car trying to kill her mother and all the kids. Oh, my God. So what? her mom got brain damage out of this. Her dad went to jail, and then at 12, she became, like, the prime caregiver for her family. I was like, what? I'm dead right now. I'm like, that. I saw that story. I'm like, that is not I've heard I'm her tra- in interviews talking about her mom and caring for her mom and how the greatest thing she, that's come of these films has been that she's been able to buy her mom, like, a better house. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Wow. That would, that's more that's context. That's traumatizing. That. Yeah, so I was like, wow. What a, that's a dark turn for that story. It's a dark man. turn. Okay. But, you know, she's made it turn into quite the comedic powerhouse in Hollywood now. So, you know, go check out some of her stuff. Yeah, definitely. She makes me laugh. Um, speaking of what men want, my next person is Tahaji B- P. Henson. There you go. Um, Nailed so it, by the way. she was the star of that film this year. She has a movie coming out next year called The Best of Enemies, which has been getting a lot of press. But she is probably best known for playing Cookie on Empire. Yeah, I think probably that. Where I've heard she's just super crazy. Um, but she starred in a couple movies last year, so Acrimony and Proud Mary. Um, I heard a bit about those, and then she was a voice on Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, that's a good movie. Absolutely. And then best known for, and I think her her best work, in my opinion, would be in Hidden Figures. She was fantastic. And then Hustle and Flow. Oh, I love Hustle and Flow. Underrated film. God, that song will just get stuck in your head. That song will get stuck in your head forever. So let's not, I don't even think we can. It's already, it's already, <laughs> it's it's already in your head. It's already playing in your head. And I really love that recently she established a foundation to address issues of mental health in the black community. Hmm. Um, so giving back too. All right. How can you not like her? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't, aff- I don't understand it. I mean, I'll be honest. When I saw like bits of her playing Cookie in Empire, I was kind of like, ah, over the top, like didn't give it a lot of thought. And then that's... when she came out and when I saw, I was like, oh, that's the lady from Hustle and Flow and then seen Hidden Figures. And I was like, oh, yeah, we've, I don't, got, we've got talent right here. I don't watch Empire, but that is what Empire is. It's just people chewing scenery. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be on much longer because of well, outside yeah, circumstances. A, yeah, but... we don't need to get into that. Terrible, that, terrible mess. That whole business. But, yeah, that's basically what that show is, everybody, overplaying and going But people crazy. seem to like it. I mean, yeah. it's been on for a while been now. been on for a while, so. Okay, let's do one more, and then I want to talk about some authors. All right, I'll make it quick. Um, I'm going to go with uh, another one, another one connected to Zoe Saldana a lot of the time by people, is Thandie Newton, another actress who's been oh. around forever. Got another Westworld connection. We do have a Indeed. lot of connections she, here. It is. I'm telling you, a lot of people on the shows together. She is also very beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah. I bet um, she's much older than she looks. Yeah, I would say so. When yeah. I tell her for her, she made her movie debut in 1994's Interview with the Vampire. Really? So she has been around and she was an adult. She wasn't a kid. She wasn't like some background actress kid. No, she was like one of the leads. She's the... Uh, the oh first kill by vampire. Keep pit. talking. I'm going to look up her age while we do this. Um, but yeah, she's an English actress. Um, made that debut in Interview with the Vampire, on, at least in movies, that is. And then she got another big breakout role when she played the lead in Beloved in uh, 1998 with like Danny Glover and all Okay, that. yeah. That was another big one. And then when she debuted as the lead with our boy, friend of the show, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible <laughs> 2. She was the lead in that one, and they actually wanted her to keep coming back, but for whatever reason, she didn't want to. Might have been kind of a mistake, considering how long those movies are still kind of churning them out. But yeah, she is also, she's 46 years old. Is she really 46? She looks, she looks wow. great. Yeah. yeah, she looks amazing for mm-hmm. 46 years old. Um, then she's also been in a couple Best um, Picture nominees and winners. She was a star in Crash, which, you well, know, terrible movie. She was but good, it won best though, picture. actually. She was pretty good. 
Yeah, she was good. The movie was overwrought and everything. But, yeah. You know, it did win Best Picture, so go figure on that. Yeah. Um, she was uh, she played Condoleezza Rice in W. Underrated movie, in my opinion. I still have to see it. Uh, she was in Solo this past year, so if you're one of the seven people that went to that, you know that. And she was the lead in <coughs> Run, Fat Boy Run, which, as we discussed before, was one of the movies that got me inspired to run in the first place. That's fantastic. So she has a special place in my heart, even though... She unrealistically was engaged to Simon Pegg in that movie. So. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <But> still. <laughs> still still a problem when you watch it. You're like, no. Simon was happy about it. All right, let me spit some authors out as, of course, we're running out of time of here. We're always um, running out Just of time. Some, some big books in the last few years that were penned by black women. I, I, I have to just mention that Michelle Obama's Becoming just because it became the best-selling book of 2018 and it was out for like 12 seconds. Of course. Um, but uh, so that uh, Tommy Adeyemi's Children of Blood and Bone, that was a huge YA series. I mean, that like captured the mind of young and old people. It was one of those crossover YA books. Um, but it kind of tells the story. It takes place in Africa and there's uh, magic involved. Um, I don't know if that's your cup of tea, but of course it caught the attention of movie studios. So it's uh, coming to the big screen of course. sometime soon. Um, I would like to mention... Tayari Jones's An American Marriage. You probably mm. heard of that book because Oprah grabbed it for her book club. So that's always like the dream. You know, uh, you shoot off into stardom then. I love the idea that Oprah just walks into a bookstore and just turns. This one! <laughs> you will be famous and you will be famous. <laughs> that's really what she does. But that book is about two newlyweds who suddenly get ripped apart when the husband is sentenced to jail for 12 years. And although his wife believes he didn't commit the crime, she finds comfort in his best friend, who was the best man at their wedding. And then the husband comes home after five years, and it's about them rebuilding. Um, but that's a, it's a really strong story, so mm. I'd recommend that. All right. Now, my favorite lady, who I just saw uh, last week, super inspiring, but Angela Davis... Oh, yeah. I, you Did you go to that? Oh, I did. I love her so much. She is so eloquent and genuine and brilliant and succinct with what she says. She is an absolute treat to watch. Very, very inspiring. But I grabbed a book um, I purchased there that I hadn't read yet, which is called Freedom is a Constant Struggle, okay. Ferguson, Palestine, and the Foundations of a Movement, which is newly collected essays and interviews um, and speeches from her kind of illustrating the connections um, between struggles against state violence and oppression throughout history in the world. So she does not disappoint, oh, okay. I, I must say. Okay. I, I feel like I don't know enough about Angela Davis. I got oh, you should. There's a great uh, documentary we have here called Free Angela, which is a good start. Okay. And then we have her um, autobiography also. Couple more. Angie Thomas, huge couple years. She wrote The Hate You Give, which was about oh, the girl oh. who was witness to her unarmed best friend um, was shot by a police officer while driving. And it's that story. And then that became a film. I think it just came out this year, actually. And then she wrote another book that came out this year called On the Come Up. So she is she's she's like churn, doing okay. Yeah, churning them out there. You don't have to worry about her. Don't um, worry. Roxanne Gay is huge right now. I have to say I follow her on Twitter, and she is <laughs> beloved. She's pretty funny, uh, too. But she had two books that were really big de deals within, like, the last, I think, five years. But Bad Feminist is one, and that's a collection of essays uh, spanning politics, criticism, and, um, you know, feminism. And then the other one was called Hunger, which came out in 2017, which was a memoir about food, weight, self-image, um, kind of learning, I oh. guess, how to feed your hunger while taking care of yourself. 
Um, so I don't know, I guess she describes her own body as wildly undisciplined. So I think it's a lot about that. I think that's a very good way to put a lot of people's bodies. Sure. I was like, oh, I can, I relate to this. Um, and then I just have to throw out, we've talked about before on an episode, but Chimimanda Ngozi Adichie, Nailed whose it. book Americana came out in 2014, and I loved it so much. Um, she has a, a few other books. Uh, she's been translated into over 30 languages and published in The New Yorker and Granta. Um, so, you know, you don't got to worry about her. She's doing okay. But what I really loved is that in 2012, um, she did a TED Talk which was um, called We Should All Be Feminists, which started a worldwide conversation about feminism, and then they ended up taking that TED Talk and making that into a book. Oh. So it's really short, because it's just how long her TED Talk was, but it's definitely worth it. And there we have some of our favorite and most talented black women doing it. We did it. We pulled it off. We did. It's a good start to Women's History Month. And don't forget, everybody, everything that you heard on All Booked Up, you can find at your local library. We have 37 branches all over Erie County and a bookmobile. It's got a nice little honky horn. (laughs) So stop on by. If we don't have something, just let us know. We'll get it to you. Toot. I was going to take too, too sweet, but I screwed it up. What? I don't even know what you're trying to say there. Let me give Watching you... Watching too much, like, Peaky Blinders lately. Some facts here that are just great. So, again, I came across this problem one year ago this month when I try to find facts about women, and they are all horrifying. Like, every time you try to look up things about women, you're like, abuse, death, underpaid. Oh, yeah. like, really bad. Glass but ceilings. What the... Here's some that are, like, terrible, but in... A mildly funny way? At least one of them is. My favorite kind of funny. But did you know that well into the 20th century, credit card uh, companies denied single women to their own line of credit? You could only get a credit card if you were a man or if you were married to a man. What are you talking about? You don't need to get any money. (laughs) You just have to worry about (laughs) going to the kitchen. Um, But in 1974, that changed that, and they made it unlawful for any creditor to discriminate against basis of race, color, sex, religion, and marital status. Good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I'd like to buy my own shoes. Well, I could take it only to the 70s. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Way this to go, guys. one I thought you would really be interested in. Ooh. But the Amateur Athletic Union, uh, the AAU. I do know. Of course you do. So that served as the governing body of U.S. track and field, including most road races, banned women from competing in marathons. Oh, yeah. I, re- I recall all of that. And they got busted out with the uh, Boston Marathon. When I they, mean, they thought that the, the lady the registered as a guy and then ran most of the race. And then famously in that photo, I wish I remembered her name off the top of my head. Famously, the race director was trying to rip her out of the race, and then a bunch of guys like shielded her. So yeah, I, I saw that. I love that. Yeah, it's like oh. yeah, but it wasn't until the 1970s that they finally relented, but relented only allowing certain women. Certain that could participate. You I'm gotta, not sure who those, who those are. But and here is the best one of all. So. Um, research from Geneva Bell, an anthropologist and director of Intel's corporation, researched and found that the so the use of the steam engine began in the early 19th century, which people were punk, pumped and afraid about. But some experts believed that women's bodies weren't fit to travel at 50 miles per hour. The fear was, this is no lie, that their uteruses would fly out of their bodies as the train accelerated. <laughs> what? Yes. Just uteruses just shooting out all over the place. You know, I like yes. the I love the idea. 
that when they did the test, that there is like a guy in a lab coat chewing on his glasses. You know, like, I wonder. Yeah, I Has hope- anyone thought about the uterus? <laughs> there could be random uteri all over this train. <laughs> what are we going to do about it? Yep. So, I mean, things might not be perfect, but we've come a long way, ladies. So thank you yeah, so much we're for not, listening. We're not uteruses on trains crazy anymore. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we will catch you next week. Take it easy. Bye.